I think couple the strategy with the talent with amazing technology. Um, sure, we may have appeared to come out out of the blue, but we're, we're armed and we're ready to rock. Welcome to Porn and Coffee, the weekly adult industry podcast, bringing you the latest from the greatest in the adult entertainment industry. Naked and caffeinated and ready to go. Here are your hosts, Jay Copita and Thomas Gav Helen. Welcome everybody to Porn and Coffee, the weekly adult industry podcast. We are at episode number 12. I'm your host Thomas Gavlin uh, from plugwish.com and with me as always is Jay Kopita from whynot.com. How are you Jay? Hey, I'm doing fantastic comments. It's great to be back to do another episode. We've got some, uh, got some good stuff coming up today. Absolutely. First of all, I would like to take the opportunity since it's the first show after the European Summit yeah. Thank you, everybody, for the amazing feedback we got. Come on. I mean, really, dude, I was blown away. I mean, it was just every time we saw each other at the show, it's just like, wow, I just had so-and-so. Yeah, me too. It's like, it's amazing how many people are really listening to our show and uh, making a point of telling us that. So you got to figure yeah. for each one of them that's doing it, maybe there's another 10 or 20 that aren't. So uh, I think we're uh, making some really good progress here. Yeah, so thank you everybody for the, the good feedback and please share the podcast if there is somebody that uh, haven't heard it yet. Uh, today we have a new special guest on. We're going to talk about search traffic. We're going to talk with Avi from Mistral. Yeah, you know, Avi's one of those guys that just also kind of came out of nowhere, but he did it right. You know, I mean, you see people that come into the industry, they make a lot of noise, they make a big splash, uh, you know, but he really, really is the real deal. You know, we're going to ask him about that today on how he was able to really just kind of get himself in and uh, really part of the fabric of the industry, so to speak, in a very short amount of time. So we're going to yeah. find out about that, his past and a lot of other interesting things. Yeah. I met Avi first time in Phoenix last year. So it's going to be a one year reunion when I meet him again. Really interesting because even the brand and everything, if you go to the website, uh, I think it's mistrollsociety.com. It's kind of like, shh, tell nobody. It's like really right. mysterious. So we're going to break through the mysterious thing. See what we're going to find out and uh, learn more about Avi and Miss Raw. But first, I think we're going to thank our sponsor, man. Yeah, we got to uh, thank ClickCash, who, by the way, I want to congratulate them. They won the Live Cam Award trophy for most model friendly affiliate program. Ooh, congrats. Big congrats to them. And uh, for those of you who aren't familiar, Port and Coffee is supported by ClickCash.com. They're the internet's first ever adult affiliate program. Right now, ClickCash is paying our listeners here on Port and Coffee up to $200 for every member that they refer. So take advantage of this amazing payout. Learn more. Visit ClickCash.com slash porn and coffee. And that's uh, one word, porn and coffee. Uh, yeah, I mean, you can make up to $200 just through referrals. So uh, I urge everyone to take advantage, uh, not just because they have a good program, but, you know, these guys are really great people on topic. Absolutely. Let's fill up the, the cup of coffees, man. And uh, let's uh, get back right after this. You're listening to Porn and Coffee. While our hosts refill, here are a few words from our sponsors. Plugrush.com, a self-serve traffic network where you can buy, sell, and trade traffic. Plugrush.com. Moving traffic forward. 
All right. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you very much for joining us for another edition of Porn and Coffee. I think we're on episode number 12 now. We're all back from the Euro Summit. And with us right now is the founder and CEO of Mistral, which is MistralSociety.com, uh, Avi Slavin. Greetings, Avi. Thank you for uh, thank you for being on our show on such short notice. Absolutely. It is my true pleasure to be on the show with you guys. I've been a fan since uh, the first uh, podcast. And uh, I was wondering when my invite would come, so I really appreciate it and um, looking forward to today. <laughs> Thank you. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, typically uh, we try to interview or we have interviewed mostly people who have been around in the industry for a number of years. But, uh, you know, in the grand scheme of things, you're a rather newcomer. And I guess for starters, tell us exactly what is Mistral Society. You know, what are you guys? What do you do? Why so secret? You know, just bring us up to speed. Sure. So I think that a lot of uh, people in the industry know that Google pulled out of the search landscape in 2014. And, you know, for the last year and a half, there's been a wide open gap in the market. People in the adult industry, they're used to buying their pop and they're used to buying their new mobile products. They're used to buying uh, display advertising. And, you know, for the most part, People had a very difficult time going on Google AdWords and resuming their campaigns, uh, let alone starting new ones. And you know, coming from the mainstream world, uh, specifically dealing with the search landscape, we founded Mistral, and Mistral is really the only company and media corporation that exclusively focuses on delivering high-quality search traffic to advertisers. And this is outside of Google, Yahoo, and Bing in the adult vertical. And it's significant because we bring this discreet and the sophisticated mainstream brand mentality to an industry that has typically been underground. And at the present, we are the only organization providing these services to not an underserved market, but to a non-served market. And right now, Mistral is the largest keyword marketplace outside of the major three engines. So I think we offer a ton of value to the adult industry. And I think we offer a brand new channel to kind of reinvigorate, you know, the largest advertisers in this vertical. But you don't have a search engine like the Google for when you're selling the search words so or the keywords. But, but how do you get the traffic in? Correct. So contrary to popular belief, the worldwide search market is not comprised of just Google, Yahoo, and Bing, right? Think anywhere on the internet. There are search boxes, right? Jay, I'm sure you're a sports fan. You go to ESPN.com. You might do a search on that site. Any search box, either on-site or in-app, that's what we focus on. There are literally tens of thousands of other search engines and traffic sources that exist in this market that provide the quality and value to any search marketer. And our secret sauce is our portfolio of exclusive publishers who reside in this much larger area. We have over 50 years of combined experience servicing the mainstream Fortune 1000 brands and agencies, and having made them millions of dollars with a ton of ROI, we're now applying this muscle to the adult vertical for what will be groundbreaking revenue for our clients. Hmm. Okay. Just to be clear, you know, it's not our search engine, but we have exclusive relationships with all the other traffic sources that deliver a keyword targeted search. So any user typing in whatever they want on the internet, we aggregate these keywords exclusively and formulated this keyword marketplace for the adult world to be served. Okay. Oh, you know, one thing I want to make a point of is, uh, 
Yeah, I, uh, I'm not a sports fan, so I definitely don't want you to hurt my reputation branding me as such. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, what do you search, Jay? <laughs> oh, porn. <laughs> porn, of course. Oh, you know, I do a lot of, you know, crazy enough, a lot of the searching that I do is geogra- geographical, historical, musical. I mean, I'm constantly, you know, my time that I like to kill at night before going to bed is just doing random research on individuals who contributed somehow to uh, music. Uh, and you know, I'll get fixated on a certain geographical location. I'll go on Google Maps. I will research, you know, history, crime rates, landscape. I'm very much into geography and history as well. So that's a large part of my search, at least. Got it. And you do a lot of research for porn and coffee, right? Yes, absolutely. And by research, we'll, I mean masturbate. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Avi, tell tell me this: How long have uh, Miss Well been up and running? Um, do you have a problem of uh, of telling the clients what your product is? Do they understand it? Are they on board at once, or is it a learning curve for this new ad format for? the porn industry? Well, look, I think everyone understands Google. And I think that most of the sophisticated players in the adult space understand buying on Google AdWords, mm-hmm. right? When, when, when Google stopped uh, allowing their AdWords program to exist, and virtually 95% of the campaigns have been banned, I think that a lot of people just lost focus on the search channel. We are literally the replacement for Google AdWords. So if you understand how to buy search traffic, meaning bidding on a, a certain keyword that a user is searching for and everything on a cost per click basis. Very easy to understand our platform. The learning curve comes in with making people understand where these searches are actually taking place. I think that there's definitely a little bit of handholding involved. But the good mm-hmm. thing about our company and our platform is that unlike Google, which is a self-serve product, right now our entire company is a fully managed service. Think of it like a white glove concierge style service where we literally hold the client hands and take care of everything from the campaign creation to the keyword generation to the actual pixel implementation all the way to the most important part, which is, of course, the optimization of the campaigns. You know, and I guess maybe the, uh, the secret part of it all comes in is that you obviously don't want everybody using the service. Is that correct? Well, we limit this to the largest marketers in the space. Let's face it. There's a ton of little guys in the space that say, okay, I have $50. Let's make my campaign work. And these are not the guys that we want to use, that we want to work with, right? I mean, right. there's a dime a dozen networks that you could try a self-serve product and spend $50 and probably not get anywhere. Look, we've been doing this for a very long time. The people... That are savvy, the people that do understand search understand that it takes time, it takes data, and it takes money till you finally find a successful campaign. Unlike any other channel in the industry, search is the most qualified and targeted form of traffic you can buy. Not every source works for every single campaign, and this is why we choose to only work with the most sophisticated players around, people that have spent millions of dollars on Google AdWords. And I guess for that reason, we limited this to, you know, an invitation only type of a product. And this is both on the advertiser and on the publisher side. You know, we like to vet all of our clients. One of the big reasons why we kind of came up in the ranks so quickly is because before we even went to the market, we already had all of our traffic sources lined up and we already had a strike list of the advertiser that we knew that we would convert for the best. 
Mm. And it was very easy to move forward. So I mean, that's brilliant. Okay, yeah. that's why your website are so mystical, right? Tell no one and and don't call us. We call you, kind of a <laughs> call to action. Of course, listen. I, I think that the whole um, you know secret society adds a little bit of a, a mystery to the brand, right? People are always curious about something that they don't know everything about. Mm-hmm. When you throw transparency at 100%, you kind of, you know, you're an open book for everyone. But when you kind of just talk about what you do, but then, you know, there's a little bit of mystery behind it, I think people gravitate towards that brand a little bit different. And I think we've done a very good job from a branding standpoint. One of our partners and chief marketing officer of the company, he was an ex-creative director of Saatchi and Saatchi and McKenna Erickson. He's worked on every single Fortune 100 brand you could think of, from the hospitality space to the food and beverage space to the automotive space. So touching on consumer you know, touch points, right? How does our brand make a consumer feel? And again, we're in the, we're in the uh, B2B world, but when one of these advertisers or potential publishers looks at our brand, how does them straw service make them feel? How does them coming to our website or them learning more about what we do make them feel? And I think that, you know, creating this mystery and this level of, hmm, these guys are pretty fucking interesting. I think that's what we were going for. You definitely want to have access to something that you can't have access to. So that's why also Google had their success with uh, invitational only. So uh, yeah, I like the way you do there. It's like, you know, that hot chick that everyone sees and they don't really know much about. And she keeps, you know, a lot of things close. You want to get to know more about her until, of course, she has a penis. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Avi. Yes, sir. Let's bring it back a little bit. You came from the magazine world, right? I know you, we, we talked about this. Um, you have a really interesting green magazine past. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. So actually, I come from a, from a finance background. I was doing equity management right out of college. As I'm sure you guys all know, 2006 happened and I was literally left without a product to sell. And being a marketing major in university, I kind of took this skill set and dove right into the media world. My first company that I worked for in the marketing side was an ad sales position. And I didn't know shit about selling ads. Obviously, I think I'm a good salesman. But in terms of you know creating together a strategy for a big brand and getting them to advertise in print, this was something that was completely foreign to me. And I dove straight head on and I learned the industry really quickly. I was selling million dollar sponsorship packages to the largest brands. And, you know, it really opened up my eyes about the powerful messaging that a magazine can deliver, especially if you have the right audience. You know, I came up with a really good idea for a project and I brought it up to my CEO at the time. And ultimately, he ended up screwing me. And I said, you know what, I'm going to do this on my own. And I think one of the biggest um, attributes that I bring to the table is identifying gaps in the market of something that doesn't exist. And during, you know, 2008, 2009 timeframe, the whole sustainability market was really hot. Uh, The whole going green was really hot. You know, I went around to Borders Books and Barnes and Nobles and even Amazon at the time in their uh, marketplace. And there was literally no magazines that was catering to the green and sustainable community. You could find dozens of magazines for for porn and sex and cars and food and travel and leisure, but nothing in the sustainability market, nothing that was at least mainstream. So that's kind of where the light bulb went off. And I said, you know what, if we could create 
a really awesome publication. It caters to this eco-friendly, sustainable community that was also very affluent. We could get the right brands on board because certainly the big companies were poised for spending a lot of budgets to reach these people. A lot of companies were coming out with brand new products. And I, I think that we just needed to create this audience. And that's what we did. We started off in 2008 in the New York City market with just a quarter of a million publications. And we targeted um, places like Whole Foods, huh. hundreds of eco-friendly spas and salons, hotel rooms. And we put together a media deck and it was a no-brainer for the advertisers. After the first run, our advertisers were so happy. They said, you know what, why aren't you guys in other markets? And that's what we did. We we opened up very quickly Chicago, Los Angeles, San Francisco editions. And by the time we, uh, you know, we finished the magazine run, you know, we were doing a million copies a year. We were doing some significant <laughs> revenues. We had huge brands that were advertising with us, like Nissan Leaf. Green car. Yeah. That, that was their first print ad that they ever bought media from. No shit. Yeah. We had ads from Whole Foods. They were a big advertiser. Delta Faucets, some of the largest hotel chains around those promoting their sustainability programs for 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 travel so but how did you how did you make the magazine how was the magazine also green so part of the uh part of the whole politics for producing a green magazine is obviously uh you got to walk the walk as well and sure. it was a very very costly venture on our side everything single thing that we did had to be, you know, super green friendly. And we had groups and activists that was looking at what we did with a magnifying glass. So sure. <laughs> in terms of uh, our magazine, everything that we did was on a hundred percent recycled stock paper. We had to use vegetable based dyes and inks. We used a <laughs> printer out of Wisconsin called quad graphics that we had yeah. to get biodiesel 18-wheeler trucks for the logistics. We had to <laughs> store the magazines in each of the markets in eco-friendly storage facilities. Every time I got on a flight, I had to offset my carbon emissions. Um, How? What it do you was, do? <laughs> Who duffed that? It was crazy. But listen, we, uh, we were the leading magazine that did what we did at the time. And of course, we wanted to do things the right way. Please tell me you didn't wipe your ass with the magazine. I definitely did not wipe my ass from the magazine. I definitely was not eating granola, and I definitely was not wearing Birkenstocks. Um, <laughs> I'm not a hippie. A lot of people know me. Um, well, you can be a hippie without looking like one. You know, you don't have to look like one. <laughs> I did believe in the cause. I think after learning about the entire movement, I'd say about you know 50% of the industry is all bullshit, just out to make a dime. But I think that sustainability, if done right, ultimately is about efficiency, right? If you could do things and save money and do good things for the planet, then you're doing the right thing. But the profit margins with all of the extra costs that we had to incur to make this magazine green was uh, just a little bit too high and the profit margins weren't there. And mm. so I exited in a really good uh, opportunity for me. And I made the transition directly into the online space. I realized very quickly that everything was being transitioned into the online uh, yeah. space. I was in the process of completely digitizing my magazine altogether. So there was a lot of research as to you know how money was to be made uh, on the digital side of things. And in 2010, that's when I kind of got involved in the uh, in the online side. Hmm. You know, you're a, you're a very smart guy, Avi. I, I figured that out from a very early point of meeting you anyway, but, you know, I got to say, you're kind of like knocking me over here with your knowledge. You ever have an <laughs> intention of running for president in the next 10 to 20 years? 
Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. I think you'd make a good one. <laughs> I appreciate that, Jay. You're not just saying that because I'm a sponsor of your uh, Grand Prix, are you? Oh, no, absolutely not. I'm saying that because I actually <laughs> worship you, Avi. I really do. But thank I you for sponsoring that. me anyway. Absolutely. <laughs> it was a fantastic event in Sitges, yeah. I have to say. Oh, who won, who won the Grand Prix? Who Thomas, be quiet. Thomas. <laughs> I think it was Bloodwish. Oh, okay. Thank you. Thank you for that. Yep. Jürgen is now leading the field with 10 points. We're giving away a cash prize at the end of the year, so uh, we're going to see some incentives. Yeah, so uh, our first sponsor for Porn and Coffee is ClickCash.com. We're supported by ClickCash.com. They launched in 1996 with a single goal of helping affiliates make more money. As a loyal Porn and Coffee listener, and I know there's a lot of you out there, ClickCash is paying you up to $200 for every new member that you refer. Go and sign up for free. Visit ClickCash.com forward slash Porn and Coffee. Sign up for ClickCash. Make up to $200 for every new member. And tell about another 200 friends to listen to our podcast. Okay, we are back with uh, Avi from Misral. Avi, I'm here. At what point do you plan to dominate the world with Misral? <laughs> well, I don't know if uh, if we're planning on dominating the world entirely, but I think we plan on dominating the uh, taboo verticals of the online media space. Uh, adult, primarily gambling. I think that again, you know, they say that. Um, Opportunity knocks once in a while, and those that capture it the best are going to, you know, making out the best. And I think that we really capitalized on the fact that Google is pulled out. And look, I mean, let's talk numbers, right? It's estimated that Google is losing about two to three billion dollars in lost revenue in just adult search every single quarter, right? Unbelievable. Then they don't even care, do they? And since no one has filled the void left by Google, we're confident that with our model. And with all of our traffic sources and with the rate that we're growing, even if we capture half of 1%, right? Do the math. That's pretty significant on a revenue standpoint. And I think that that's where we want to go. But I think the whole point is, you know, yes, yeah, sure, making money is the ultimate end goal, but it's really providing a valuable service. It's the level of customer care that we give to every single one of our clients that work with us on both the traffic and, of course, the advertising side. And I think it's growing these relationships to a point that, you know, we become friends. I mean, in a very, very short period of time, um, I think it's safe to say that I made some really good friends, you know, not just business partners, but people that I can consider friends. And there's no industry in the world that has this level of companionship, of social camaraderie, of people yeah. that work hard, but also know how to play hard. Traveling to all of these shows is a huge burden, right? I mean, I, I miss my bed being away, but it's also, I look forward to it at the same time because I get to see amazing people. I get to learn about new products. I get to learn about new companies. So we just want to keep moving, you know, high in the ranks, but also not forgetting who we are as a brand, which is, of course, caring about our customers first and foremost. Yeah, I mean, you totally nailed it. That's exactly the way I feel about this biz. I mean, well, I've been in it for 16 years now, obviously for two reasons. One, because of all the exact things that you mentioned, and two, because, well, I really can't and don't want to do anything else. Absolutely. And if all goes uh, wrong, you can always produce green porn, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? There's actually a few, um, there's a few products that are... Um, Made from uh, biodegradable and recycled stock uh, materials. People can recycle their butt plugs? Or <laughs> how does it work? Yeah, you can recycle it into a tongue depressor. They go into the you're, medical you're industry. You're a dirty man, Thomas. <laughs> I'm doing porn and coffee. I don't know what you are doing, but... <laughs> 
how long have you been in the industry industry? I mean, you've been visible now for about a year and a half. I think I met you in Montreal. But like, how long have you been in the industry? Well, look, every ever since I got into the uh, online industry, um, I've dabbled in adult um, from a mainstream side, right? Because again, the, the mainstream traffic that I was used to dealing with, just by default, right? When you when you type in a, on a search engine, right, people are looking for anything from you know, car insurance to travel deals all the way to all the adult related keywords. So we had a lot of adult traffic, even when I was in the mainstream world. And, you know, I dabbled in, you know, a few conferences at Internext. And uh, we had a few uh, brushes with MindGeek and Crack Media that I had experience with on the mainstream side. So I've always known about it, but being immersed full time was uh, about a year and a half ago. Okay. So, I mean, it's not like you were fresh off the bus a year and a half ago. I mean, you had previous knowledge, acquaintances and everything well before then. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. Just because we oftentimes see someone just, you know, appear out of nowhere in the industry and maybe they aren't vetted so much and, you know, they make a lot of noise and, you know, they endear people to them. And then it turns out to be, well, wait a minute, you know, what's going on here? But, you know, definitely not the case with you. Well, look, I think that there's two things to bring up here. A, it's having a, a huge understanding of the search landscape, right? Which myself, um, Trevor, Phil, Katie, every single person on my team, all of the partners, we come from years and years of experience, right? Some of the guys that are part of our sister companies, they have ex-Yahoo founders that were part of the crew. So we know search very well. The search industry itself is super small. I mean, I'm talking about you know 500 to 1,000 people max worldwide. So it's a very, very tight-knit industry, just like the adult space. Right. And there's really only a handful of people that could actually execute upon the Mistral business model. And we kind of put together the dream team, and we're bringing all the benefits to the adult world. And it's super exciting. So... I think coupled the strategy with the talent with amazing technology, sure, we may have appeared to come out out of the blue, but we're, we're armed and we're ready to rock. Okay. Uh, you know, I wasn't even going to ask you this, but I figured, you know what, what the fuck? When I first approached you in Montreal from a distance, and I don't have the best eyes in the world, I mistook you for Joey Gabra. Were you offended? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, I definitely was not offended. Joey Gabra is a really good dude. I, I really got to know him in, the, um, in that show in the Bahamas. And then we hung out in Spain and I, I went to his offices and, you know, I would consider him a, a very good new friend of mine. Good. But I mean, aside from the fact that I'm half his age and I'm about three feet taller, uh, that's uh i don't know how you could say that i think it's time to get your glasses fixed jay oh, yeah, I, should, I should just i should a tonsil surgery that you should have you know had some lasik <laughs> along with your tonsil surgery oh i know yes. right well i guess i'm just gonna have to rely on my sense of smell and my sense of taste and feel because everything else on me is <laughs> did you actually say that jay like well, hey joey hey ah oh, crap yeah, well, the thing is, is like I was kind of coming up the hill and I saw him having a cigarette and all I could see was the back of him. You know, and I just kind of went, hey, Joey, you know, and I said it again. And and then uh, I kind of like, oh, shit, I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he reminded me of someone I know. And then we just got to talking and it was Avi. And I'm trying to remember who he was with. It wasn't Trevor. I was, it was with someone Phil, else. Phil, Phil. It was Phil. That's right, Phil. Yeah, I remember and, that uh, like yesterday. Yeah, see, <laughs> that was great. But, you know, I mean, you know me, I'm, I'm shameless. It's like, yeah, you know what? But, you know, one thing I got to say as well, that you and Joey both have like the same kind of booming, good for radio voices as well, you know? <laughs> I appreciate that. 
Joey's yeah. a good dude, so it is definitely not an insult that yeah. you compared me with him. I'm honored. Good. Uh, Thomas, are we going to... Yeah, I think it's time now. Uh, maybe you still want to do the your favorite question, man? I think I think we are right there right now, actually. Yeah, I think in this case, I'm just going to ask uh, Avi, you know, do you have any industry shout-outs? Do you want to give someone a little bit of praise, a little bit of a platform here? Uh, this is your opportunity to really put someone up on a pedestal. Do you have anybody in mind off the top of your head? Um... Look, I I think it would be very unfair for me to give one person in the industry a true shout out. I love everybody. I mean, I, I wasn't joking about that. This is such an amazing industry. I've got a chance to become really good friends with a lot of people very quick. And it would take me, you know, another 20 minutes to list every single person. But the people that I want to, you know, thank the most and really tip my hat to is my team here at Mistral, especially Trevor and Phil Probert and Katie Werner and our mm-hmm. tech team and all of our partners that are involved in us. I mean, we really have an unbelievable group of individuals here and they care about making things work for our clients and they care about the future of the company and they work day in and day out. There's no hours in the company. They dedicate their life for a really good cause. And, you know, this company myself would be nothing without them. So I want to, you know, tip my hat to our team here at the Mistral. Super nice. safe, but nice. Yep. Yes, <laughs> definitely. I would say that that is hands down the safest answer we've been given so far. It would be a really bad faux pas for me to ask him if he had an opportunity to pick five women at random that he would nail in this industry. So we'll just leave that question out. All right. Let's do that. <laughs> Sorry, I know I'm an idiot. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you so much, Javi, for taking the time for uh, being our guest here at Pony Coffee. I really appreciate you taking the time. Thank you guys again. So, yeah, we will be back uh, next Tuesday, actually, with a brand new guest here at Pony Coffee. So uh, stay tuned. Tell uh, a friend or 200, and uh, we'll be back next week. Thank you for listening to Pony Coffee. Be sure to check out what's brewing with us every week. Established in 1996, the Why Not Forums are the longest-running business forums in the adult entertainment industry. Head over to whynot.com forums and hang out with other adult industry professionals where you can share news, talk shop, and get support, all in a professional and constructive manner.